How y'all doing tonight? How y'all doing? God's presence is awesome in this place. How many of you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Let me hear you tonight. Do you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Praise our God. Well, happy Saturday night. Anybody happy in here? Shane, are you happy? Shane, is your microphone on? Hi, this is Shane. Shane, are you happy tonight? Yes. Did Shane bring a great word last week to the house? Shane brought a dynamic, dynamic word to the house. So thankful. So thankful how he carries the word of the Lord and how he exalts Jesus. Amen? So thankful. Um, we, I was online with my family in Illinois last week. It's very different watching you all online and being away. Uh, it was extremely different being away from my wife uh, for Pastor's Appreciation Weekend. and I'll share a little bit more about that in just a few seconds. But um, I want, Shane, just really to, to just share. We went out on the streets last night, Sarasota, Florida, downtown, Selby's, Five Points, last night, and 17 people gave their lives to Christ. It was a powerful night. It was an absolute powerful night. I think I, I should first just say thank you to everybody that showed up. Um, from the worshipers to the intercessors to the worship team to our pastors, Josiah and Victoria. It was such a powerful night and God really gave me a picture. We know about Ephesians 6 about the shield of faith, right? Well, God gave me this revelation a while back, and he gave me a picture, and it's from a movie, and I wouldn't suggest you watch it if you haven't seen it already. It's not really a good movie. But it's in a movie 300, and it's where this army is going up against another army, and, and they shoot all these arrows in the sky, and it blocks out the sun, and as it's coming down, all these soldiers, they get together, and they all put their shields up, and they make this shell. And all the arrows just fall around them, but no one dies from that army. God gave me a really unique revelation just in that picture about how the church, when they all put their shields of faith together, and how the darts of the enemy come out, it really guards the body, especially when the body moves in unity. And what I witnessed last night was the body moving in unity to win souls. Everybody played their part, from the people praying to the people going out witnessing as, as worship and as the preaching was going forth, to the flaggers. I mean, everybody played a part. And 16, was it 17, 
17 people gave their life to the Lord. Guys, rejoice with heaven tonight. Hallelujah. Rejoice with heaven. Shane, Jesus was the one that said, all of heaven, all the angels of heaven rejoice when one sinner comes unto repentance. Jesus said those words. Yeah. Imagine the party that was being thrown in heaven last night. So really unique. Uh, and something I didn't think about is how far the worship and the preaching travels in the streets. Uh, somebody that was at Marina Jack told us they heard it as clear as day all the way at Marina Jack. From the worship to the preaching of the gospel. Now, if you've been to Shelby, you know how far that is. Now, imagine that, that entire circumference all around there. There's a little boy that came, and him and his mother came to, to the uh, Five Points. They were going out for ice cream, and the little boy heard the worship and decided not to have ice cream, but wanted to come to hear the worship and the preaching of the gospel. And they just stayed there for a while. There was a couple that walked, and they were walking, and they just stopped, and they just started dancing with one another. It was like a ballroom dancing that to was the Holy beautiful. Ghost. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. And yeah. that boy told his mom, he said, Mom, I don't want ice cream. I want to go to the uh, where the music is. Yeah. And he stand there really transfixed in the presence of God, could not take his eyes off the worship, was just... And Kathy used the right word in our time of prayer. He was mesmerized by the presence of God. That's what we're looking for, for the fascination yes. of Jesus to hit people. Yes. And it's called presence evangelism. Presence evangelism. It's when the glory of God, the presence of God comes down and there's an awareness of God to a people that don't know God. Because there, remember the one guy that walked between us? He was walking. All of a sudden, he's just like... I mean, it was the presence of God, and there's more to come. There's more to come. There was a whole household that got saved, too. There was a whole household. A father, a mother, and the children. A whole household got saved. Come on, church, rejoice in the Lord. Mighty. Last night, uh, so many things stand out to me, so many things, and, and I, I wish I could take the next 10, 15 minutes and share on it. But one thing um, in particular stood out to me was the power and the anointing on the worship. It was so mighty, and we, we did a different thing last time but uh, on the streets, but we had our team with us last night on the streets. It was so powerful. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. There was such spontaneous declarations, spontaneous moments of worship that was just grabbing people, turning them, beckoning them in to the glory of God. It was awesome. Can we give God praise just one more time? Come on. I want to I do a few things that I, I just believe are very important before we open the scriptures tonight. Um, so there's a very special couple in our church, and that's Cody and Sandra Sells. How many of you love the Sells? Come on, how many of you really love the Sells? It is their 10-year, 10 10-year 10 anniversary week. Last night... 
There they are leading us in worship. Mary Henry leading us in worship. It's also your guys' 10-year anniversary, too. Come on, let's give it up for them as well. Yeah. Actually, and it's Shane and Janique's 10-year anniversary. It's the year of the decade. Awesome. Who? Oh, the champions. Is it? John and Jennifer? Come on, the champions. 10 years. Come on. Well, anyway, back to Cody and Sandra. They were leading us in worship last night. Ten years ago, they were standing on that very same place taking photographs from their wedding. And tonight, Sandra, we want to honor. We want to honor you. We want to honor you, Cody. Come on, praise God for these gifts. Come on. Praise God for these gifts. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you want to. If you want to keep standing for them, go, go right ahead. <laughs> it's like a rumush. <laughs> All right couple other things. Uh, you know, speaking of the cells, tonight is Nora's birthday, their little five-year-old. And I remember them coming into our living room at the very birthing of this ministry. And, and Sandra was pregnant with, with baby Nora. And uh, it's her birthday tonight. And uh, when you see Nora, just love her. She's in, she's in a dress that's just stunning. She looks amazing. Just grab a hold of her. I mean, she's, she's ridiculous cute. She came into our prayer room. We sang happy birthday to her, and I, I said, man, she's like a chocolate chip, thoroughly, thoroughly deep dipped in, ch in, in milk. Just, just, that's, she's that sweet. Are you getting the picture? Hope you're not fasting tonight. I'm just playing. It's also Philip Pala's birthday. Come on. Let's give it up for Philip. It's Bruce. It's it's also Bruce Eaton's birthday. Come on. We love you, Bruce. We're just going to honor everybody here tonight. I don't even have a message to preach. I'm just here to honor. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody asked me tonight, are you going to preach tonight? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Um, I just want to say a thank you to Mark and Kathy uh, for the beautiful words that were conveyed. Um, over my wife and over myself, we're one. I got to say, watching online last week as they were standing here was very different. It was actually really uh, emotional, just emotional. And I really wanted to stand right here with my wife. But I want to tell you, on the behalf of me and Brent, I want to thank you for the beautiful cards, beautiful words of appreciation, beautiful words of affection, um, the, the cards, the gifts, um, but really what you wrote. Uh, we got to sit in the privacy of our home and just op open those cards. It was quiet. Uh, it was wonderful. I had just returned from, from Illinois with being with my family. It was really special. And I want you to know um, it is a great privilege uh, being your pastor, your pastors, and your leader. I mean that with all my heart. It's a great privilege when people trust you with the sacred trust and the honor to be their leader. 
means a lot to me. I take leadership very, very serious. I take who I follow and who I'm under. You know, I'm not only a man with authority, I'm a man under authority. I take it very serious about leadership, leadership that's worthy to be followed. And so as you have let me and Bren have the privilege of being your leaders, and, but also your friends, but truly your leaders, thank you for the great privilege, and we love you. Thank you for... Uh, pastor's appreciation, and the church and the church said, "Amen." Um, lastly, uh, I just want to thank you. I know uh, my dad, David, is watching right now. My mom, uh, Karen, is watching. Love you guys. See you soon. Love you. Um, I want to thank all of you for praying for specifically for my dad, uh, for my mom, uh, our whole family. And right now, I'm just grabbing a hold of my emotions, uh, so you understand. Um, I want to thank you for praying for us, and the great grace of the Lord is enveloping us. The Lord is watching over us. We've moved Dad under hospice care in uh, the privacy of their home. Uh, Bren and I, Josiah Victoria, will be flying to Illinois early, very, very early uh, Monday morning, and we'll be there throughout the week. Uh, to be with our family. Thank you for your continued prayers. Uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for text messages. Um, I just really appreciate it. And uh, This is different. It, it's very different. It's like nothing else uh, we've ever been through. And um, love you, Dad. How many of you are having a great night? <laughs> Love you all. Tremendous night. Tremendous night. God is so good. I'm not just saying that. God is so good. He's so good in every season. In every season, He's so faithful. He's faithful. He's proven Himself to be faithful. I always remind myself, I've lived a lot of yesterdays that remind me God will be faithful today. You hear what I said? I remind myself of many yesterdays where God was faithful, and I know He will be faithful today. God is good. He's faithful. Cody, I want you to just keep giving me anointed keys behind me. I'm going to go into a spontaneous song. I'm kidding. And, uh, but I need some anointed keys for about... A minute longer. I want you to put your hands out in front of you before we rip open the word and we just begin to loose the fire of the Lord. For those of you that are wondering if I'm going to preach tonight, I'm going to preach. How about that? Can I get an amen? I'm going to preach the word tonight. Come on, put your hands out in front of you. Let's receive from the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, we just exalt your ministry. We exalt your moving. We exalt your wooing. We exalt your leadership in this house tonight. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we exalt your leadership in this house tonight. You have the reins. Move with us now. Pour your anointing and your fire upon the word of the Lord. Let the word go forth with revelation. Let there be revelation knowledge. 
Lord, as we open up the book of life, speak to us, Lord. Show us that which we need to hear this night. As I exalt Jesus, Lord, as I exalt you, let your word go forth and build your church tonight. Build your church through the word. Ignite fire in your church as I proclaim your word. Ignite courage and ignite courage in them. Ignite refreshment, nourishment in their spirit man. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to supersede what I'm able to even articulate in the natural and release your power in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, let's give God praise one more time. Let's just do it. Hallelujah. Acts 16. Would you go with me? Acts 16 tonight. This is such a powerful, fascinating account in the scriptures. And I'm going to primarily preach from this text. We're going to go a number of different places, but we're really going to stay primarily in the base and the exploration of this text. And I'm beginning in verse 6. Are you there? Acts 16, 6. Now, when they had gone through Phagira, Phagia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Isn't that a very interesting word? I hope you're going to take notes tonight and you're going to highlight what the Holy Spirit begins to underscore for you. Look at those words again. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Look at the next verse. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go through Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. If that's not, if that's not underlined in your Bible, I would encourage you to do that tonight. Look at those words. The Holy Spirit actually forbid them to preach the word in Asia, and then the Spirit did not permit them. I, I want you to grab hold of this because this teaches us something about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Listen again. This teaches us something about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And whatever that hum is in the room, you hear that? Let's, let's try to get rid of that. If that's fans or whatever that is, let's try to. Bless the Lord, all my soul. This tells us something. Thank you so much, Tony. You're on it. This tells us something powerful about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Watch this again. It says, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Verse 7, the Spirit, as they were, they were looking to, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. What am I saying tonight? This tells us something about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You're not just to walk through any door. You need to stay with me tonight. We're going places. You are not supposed to walk through any door. You are called and chosen to walk through the door that God gives you only authorization for. Let me tell you something about the favor of God, and this is why you need to be very discerning. The favor of God can open up many, many, many doors before you. That's why you have to have discernment to know that's not my door, this is my door. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit of God would not let them go that way. This, 
Paul says it like this. He says, the sons and the daughters of God, they are the ones that are led by the Spirit of God. Let me try it uh, on, on you like this. The Holy Spirit has to be your leader. I'm going to say that again. I want to hear an amen. The Holy Spirit has to be your leader. The, the Holy Spirit has to be the leader of the church. You can't just relegate the Holy Spirit somewhere else and think you can get away with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm wondering, do you have an amen in your belly tonight? Are we going to go places tonight? Listen, the Holy Spirit has to be your leader. When they take that stage, the Holy Spirit has to be their leader. When, when I take a hold of this microphone, the Holy Spirit has to be my leader. The Holy Spirit forbid them. He closed doors to them and said, no, I'm not giving you authorization to go there. You're not going there now. And that's strong, strong language. The Holy Spirit forbid them. Powerful. I don't want you to miss that tonight. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go. Now, we is who? Who, who wrote the book of Acts? This is the Apostle Luke, right? Are you with me? Luke wrote the book. So Luke's telling us the account. And he said, now, after he had the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, listen to this, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Well, I, I guess so. I think that's a pretty good conclusion. How, how many of you like that? He just did the math. Wow, uh, Paul had a vision. Paul had a vision. Well, I conclude that that's the will of the Lord. Are you catching that? All right, you're with me. Verse 11, and therefore sailing from Troas, we ran straight course through Samothrace. Not same old place, but Samothrace. And the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia, a colony, and we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and we spoke to the women who met there. Verse 14, now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira. Now, you may remember that, that, that the name of that city, Thyatira, because of the book of Revelation. How many of you remember Jesus talking directly to the angel Thyatira? Now, this is where this is happening. So Lydia is a businesswoman. I want you to mark that tonight. She's a marketplace lady. She's a business lady. And she actually, we find out she's very persuasive. You remember the persuasive woman in the book of Kings that called Elisha into her home. How, do, how many of you remember that? So she was a notable woman. She was a businesswoman. And there she is at the river with all the other ladies. They're there for prayer. They're there to meet with God. A certain lady named Lydia heard us, who was a seller of purple in the sea of Thyatira, who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. 
Look what, what Luke writes here. So she persuaded us. See, there it is again. The disciples actually had to discern where to go. I want to keep making this point tonight. The disciples had to continually to discern which way to go. God, do we have authorization to go in this house or do we not have authorization to go into this house? I want to say it to you like this. You have to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. I want to say it again. Write it down tonight. I have to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is my leader. I have to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just an accessory. Ladies, he's not just like an earrings that you put on at the end of it. He's not an accessory. He's all things. The Holy Spirit is God. Let's keep going. So she persuaded us. Ah, now the story is building. The music's changing. Are you ready? Ah, here we go. And now it happened. As we went out to prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her, who brought her masters much profit by her fortune telling. So she's like, she's like a psychic. What do psychics do? Psychics are under a demonic anointing that are actually forthtelling your future. That's what they're doing. They're not predicting. They're actually planning. Did you hear what I said? They're not predicting. They're actually forthtelling and predicting. Now watch what it says. She brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now, I want you to make just a, a mark of this tonight where it says spirit of divination. In the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, it talks about that region where they worship the false god of Pytho. That's where we get the spirit of Python. This came from the spirit of Apollo. In that region, in Thyatira, they worship the false god of Apollo. Are you catching this? Not only did they worship the false god of Apollo, but they also worshiped the false god called Pytho. It's where we get the Python spirit. She was under a Python spirit. She was under a demonic spirit. And notice something else. She was being used by her handlers. She was being demonically pimped out. Are you here tonight? She wasn't being pimped out sexually. She was being pimped out demonically. They were her handlers. They were watching over her steps and over what is happening. Are you with me tonight? This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. Now just stop right there. Let's read it again. This girl followed Paul and us. This is Luke writing, right? She followed Paul and she followed us and cried out saying, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. Now, this is, this is interesting to me. I'm intrigued by the text because another thing, see, if the Holy Spirit becomes your leader, you have to actually discern the moment in time when you're to deal with the devil. This went on for several days, and it's, it's actually compelling. 
you would think that immediately they would have dealt with it. They would have called it out and had enough of it. Paul had to discern the moment. I'll tell you about a moment last night quickly. We're going to jump right back into the text. I was very tired last night. In this moment when the Lord spoke to me, he said, son, I want you to cross the street right now. And I heard the voice of the Lord. I turned around, I walked across the street, and I went up against a pole where it was uh, holding uh, a planters full of flowers. And I stood there at the light pole. And as soon as I got there, I was actually kind of hiding behind it in such a way, behind the planters and the, and the pole and going, okay, God, why do you want me here right now? A guy pulls up within 20 seconds of me getting there. He backs into the place that's open right before me. His windows are down. I'm, I'm standing there looking around the pole. I'm looking right at him, and he's watching Shane preach. And what he does is very interesting. He, he draws like a figure eight around his eyes, taps his forehead twice, and flicks it at Shane and hisses like a cat. He goes, and I said, I take the sword of the Spirit right now. I take authority over all that witchcraft. I bind it up now. I render it powerless in Jesus' name. He did it again. And I did it again. And he did it again. And I did it again. He did it four times. You got to know how to deal with the devil. Are you going to go with me tonight? This story is going to unfold. I believe God is releasing something very powerful in here in the spirit of revelation. Stay with me. Watch this. Verse 18 again. And then she did this for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed. <laughs> I'm so glad the Bible put that in there. You could be anointed and annoyed at the same time. I didn't say you want to be annoying. I said you can be anointed and be annoyed at the same time. Watch this. Paul, greatly annoyed, he turned and he said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he came out at that very hour. Now, that's an interesting thing too, that it wasn't immediate. It was within the hour. Catch that. This is very intriguing. How many of you love the book of Acts? Keep swimming in it. Oh, here we go. Now it's mounting. You ready? But when our masters, who are they? They're the handlers. When our masters saw that their hope for profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates, and they said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly troubled our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive and observe. i got to stop right there. you got to see this. When you confront the devil, you better be ready for the backlash. i got to say it again. If you're going to move into a greater Realm of authority in God. If you're going to step up into your place as a leader, and I continue to speak to every one of you as a leader, you got to know if you're going to deal with the devil, you're going to have to deal with backlash. All right, that was that. Amen was about a about a three on a ten. Okay, they're they're getting better. They're warming up. 
And then the multitude. Don't miss that word. What is that? That's the masses. Now, here it goes to a whole nother level. Then the masses, the multitude, rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes. Of who? Paul and Silas, right? They tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them secretly. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, I want to set this up for just a moment because the story is building and it only gets better. This is something. We often think when we're led, if the Holy Spirit is our leader... We often paint all these rosy stories about how beautiful it is when the Holy Spirit leads us. But guess what? You got to keep reading your Bible. You got to keep reading your Bible to really get informed. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly where he is leading you into. And the Holy Spirit knows that it will be treacherous. The Holy Spirit knows it will be dangerous. The Holy Spirit knows you will be put on the front line. The Holy Spirit knows everything within you will be put on trial. And so here they are. Paul had a vision. Wow. The Holy Spirit has forbidden us to go here. The Holy Spirit forbade us to go here, and here we are. The Holy Spirit now told us to go to Macedonia, and now here we are. We are stripped of our clothes, and we are beaten, and we are thrown into prison by the magistrates. Are you getting a good picture of this? Are you getting a good feeling? What am I saying? Ha <laughs> are, you, are you getting this? They were led by the Spirit of God. They were exactly where the Lord needed them to be. And I'm going to keep going. Verse 25, everybody say, but. I'm going to try this, this side over here. Everybody say, but. I know, I know that annoys you. Oh, he makes me say so many words. But at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to read that again. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And I'm going to pause right there, and I know I am preaching this text, and I'm going to continue to preach it hard. But I'm going to tell you something. This is where it stretches me. Because there they are in the inner sanctum. There is no air conditioning. There are no lights. They are strung up against the wall in their hands and in their feet. And you know what they're not doing? They are not groaning. They are not grumbling. They are not complaining. They were beaten with rods. Ladies and gentlemen, they were beaten with rods. They were stripped to the nude. They were humiliated. They were beaten with rods. Now they're in prison. Their back's up against the wall. They're bound with chains. But at midnight, 
Paul and Silas started lifting up prayers. They started praying. They were cultivating the fire from within. Come on, church. They were cult. Come on, church. They were cultivating the fire within them, and the song of the Lord could not be quenched. The song of the Lord cannot be stopped. And there they were. See, this is what stretches me. And I think, man, if I was traveling with Paul, I would have been pretty stretched. I think I might have had, if I'm just honest, I might have had the propensity to be in that dark cell and do a little groaning and complaining. This is a bad rap. I mean, this is pitiful. This is so pitiful. We come all the way here. Holy Spirit, are you serious? We come all the way here? Am I preaching to you? I, I'm, I don't know. i got to find who I'm preaching to tonight. I really got to find who I'm preaching to tonight. We came all the way here, Lord. I, I got to tell you, these apostles were reaching deep into their bag for the secret sauce. And brother, they found it. They found it. Because the secret sauce was, it didn't matter what they went through. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, I want this to help you and I want it to help me tonight. It didn't matter what they went through. Their bag was so deep. Their experiential revelation, their experiential knowledge in God kept them burning so strong through adversity, through pain, through persecution. They were digging deep. They begin to minister unto God. They begin to strengthen themselves in the Lord and began to lift up those songs of praise to God. And you know what's amazing? Watch these words. And the prisoners were listening to them. You never know who is listening to you when you are at the bottom. You never know who is watching you when you're at the bottom. Even when you're hurting. Even when you've been through it. Listen, this is to encourage us. There's not a person in this room, I think, who has been stripped down and beaten with rods for their testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is to encourage your faith in the Lord. This is to build you. This is to encourage you. Ladies and gentlemen, in this hour, the persecution is only going to get more intense. I've got good news for you. It's only going to get more intense. This is the hour we were born for. I keep going to these scriptures. I keep going to these scriptures and say, God, give me more boldness. Give me more courage. Help me so that I'm not a grumbler, that I'm not a complainer, but that I'm going to get down before God and I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to begin to pray. And I'm going to begin to lift up my song to the Lord. It must be unstoppable. Glory to God. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. Everyone's chains we're loosed. Come on. Now, that tells me the angel activity is going on. This is not a natural phenomenon. Ladies and gentlemen, earthquakes do not open up chains. Did you hear what I said? Earthquakes don't open up chains. 
Angels open up change. This was supernatural intervention. While they prayed, while they sang their songs to the Lord, heaven got involved. Ladies and gentlemen, heaven got involved. And the keeper of the prisoner, awakened from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drawn his sword and was about to kill himself. And Paul called out with a loud voice, do no harm to yourself, for we are all here. And then he called for a light. He ran in. He fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him. My God. And to all that were in the house. And they took them the same hour of the night. Watch this. And they they washed their stripes. Oh, that's powerful. That touches me. They washed their stripes, and immediately he and all of his family were baptized. Now, when they had brought them into the house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, believing in God with all his household. This is powerful. And I want us to harvest some things tonight out of this amazing, fascinating account You have to imagine the level of intensity that the apostles were enduring time and time again. They had to learn the art of what it means to be an overcomer. Did you hear that tonight? They had to learn the art. They had to learn the mastery, the school of mastery to learn how to overcome against affliction. And I want to remind you, this was all happening to them because they were doing good. Acts 10, 38 says how God was anointed, how how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Did you catch it? Jesus went about doing good. Are you with me tonight? Is this side with me? Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were afflicted, all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. This all happened to them because they were going forth and doing good and driving out the enemy. Are you hearing this tonight? Get this. Grab a hold of it. Get it and then keep getting it. Because I'm getting it and I keep getting it. That's not good English, but brother, it'll preach. In times of affliction, (laughs) sorry, going through puberty tonight up here. In times of affliction, I need water. And in times of challenge and in times of persecution, your praise can actually become a sacrifice of praise. I'm going to say that again. When you are going through challenges, when you are being pushed around, when you're going through afflictions, when you're going through trials, tribulations, when you're going through the beating process, what happens when you're getting hammered 
It's that beauty on the inside of you, that glory that God put inside your jar. That glory, that treasure inside the jar of clay begins to be poured out. That aroma of worship begins to ascend and come out before the Lord. And what happens is it actually becomes a sacrifice of praise. There are times, you're like me, I'm like you. You're like me, I'm like you. There are times when you walk in this room and it takes everything within you to lift your hands. Oh, no, Brother Gibbs, I got it all together. I'm blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I have no troubles. Okay, good for you. There's times when you come in here It's hard to lift your hands. You are beaten, battered by adversity. You have trouble. You have trouble on your mind. You have afflictions on your mind to who has been devastated in this entire region. You've seen so many things. Your mind is vexed by it. And when you stand in this place, there are times when it becomes most sweet to God. When he knows how battled and frail you are, and when it's painful, and when you begin to lift up the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews, Hebrews tonight, chapter 13, verse 15, it says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Oh my gosh. Here's a big point tonight. Listen to this. Learn this from the apostles. You don't just go forth flowing in miracles. You don't just go out casting out devils. And this is exactly what they were doing. And how many of you know that's that's absolutely necessary? Are you with me? How many of you know that's absolutely necessary? How many of you know that's the commission? But actually how you do that, how you keep the anointing actually flowing out of your life, and how you have the fresh anointing to deal with the devil is the secret source that the apostles had. They had the heart of a worshiper. They were in that prison cell. They started praising God. They started lifting up a song. All those prisoners were listening to him. It flows out of a heart of gratitude. A heart of gratitude. In your worst affliction, in your worst affliction, in your worst pain, you can find the secret place with the Holy Spirit. Getting before God and letting that sacrifice of praise begin to burn forth from you. And it lifts that aroma to God. Those apostles found it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a supernatural thing. There's no other way these apostles endured what they did. There's no other way these apostles could overcome learning the art and the mastery of overcoming unless they had a deep, deep well of worship. They carried the heart of a worshiper. And it didn't matter what happened. They could draw forth from the wells of salvation with joy. That place of worship. And it kept them fresh. 
It kept them, it, it kept them, it gave them the willingness that they would not give up, but they would endure. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Even under intensity, you can carry the heart of a worshiper. Even under affliction, you can carry the heart of a worshiper. Even under deep persecutions, you can carry the aroma and the heart of the sacrifice of praise. Listen to this. There was a song in Paul and Silas' belly that could not be stopped. There was a song inside their belly, persecution couldn't stop. There was a song inside their belly that beatings could not even beat out of them. Setbacks, opposition. You know what I found out about the apostles? They could not be silenced. They could not be silenced. The devil could not silence their prayers of faith. The devil could not silence their song unto the Lord. We've got to get this in this hour as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ecclesia has got to get this in this hour. I'm telling you, you listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying. Right now in this building, we have got to take hold of this. The enemy is doing everything he can to silence the true church that Jesus is building. Not the fake, phony church that keeps playing the game, placating with the spirit of the world. The enemy is intimidated by the true, anointed, real church that Jesus Christ is building. He will do anything he can. He will throw any level of offense at your feet for you to stumble over it so that you lose your song. Am I preaching to anybody in this building? The enemy will work you hard and long. And I'm not exalting and manifesting or, or, or exalting or, you know, over the devil. I'm telling you, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. He will work hard and long on you to get you sideways, twisted, offended, bitter, setback after setback after setback. God, we've been faithful. Another setback. God, we've been faithful. God, we followed your leading, and here we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But they weren't groaning, and they weren't complaining. They were worshiping. They were praying. And the prisoners had to listen to them. Oh. <laughs> now I feel the bishop anointing. My God. Ah. The prisoners had to listen to them. <laughs> That's a Shambok thing right there. That means in your worst trial and difficulty, if you will pray and if you will sing your song, guess what? Your enemies are going to have to sit there and listen to it. And I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Yeah, I'm going to let you put, be put right in the darkest cell. There's no light. There's no air. There's no nothing. 
There's rats. There's urine. There's everything. I'm going to put you right there because when I get you in that place, the aroma of the sacrifice of praise is going to come out of you, and all your enemies are going to have to sit there because I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And I just say, come and dine and feast and worship me. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. And the angels will get involved for you. There will be breakthrough. There will be holy angel activity for you. Oh, my God. And it took off every chain. Their worship just, the angels came. It took off every chain. Write it down tonight. Worship is a thank you that cannot be silenced. Say it with me. Worship is a thank you that cannot be silenced. Say it again. Worship is a thank you that cannot be silenced. Listen to this. Psalm 30. Go there now. I'm going to read out of the Good News Bible, the Good News Translation. You're going to read it out of the the, uh, uh, New King James? Is that what I told you? Okay. Help me tonight. Here's what David said. I praise you, Lord, because you have saved me. You've kept me from from my enemies gloating over me. I cry to you for help, O Lord God, and you healed me. You kept me from the grave. I, I was on my way to the depths below, but you restored my life. Sing praise to the Lord, all his faithful people. Remember what the Holy One has done and give him thanks. His anger lasts only for a moment, but his goodness is for a lifetime. You can go ahead and praise him right there. Come on, church. You can praise him right there. Tears or sorrow may flow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I felt secure, and I said to myself, I will never be defeated. You were good to me, Lord. You protected me like a mountain fortress, but then you hid yourself from me, and I was afraid, and I called to you, Lord. I begged for your help. What will you gain from my death? What profit from, from my going to the, what profit is there from my going to my grave? I love this. Are dead people even able to give you praise? <laughs> Can they proclaim your unfailing goodness? Hear me, O Lord, and be merciful. Help me, Lord. You have changed my sadness into a joyful dance. You have turned my sadness into a joyful dance. You have taken away my sorrow, and you've surrounded me with joy. Has he done that to you? Has he done that for you? Oh, how many times has he done it? How many times has he done it? Has has God been good to you? Has our God been faithful to us? Has our God been good to us? Verse 12, so I will not be silent. I will sing praise to you. Lord, you are my God, and I will give you thanks forever. Psalm 40, verse 3. Put it in your notes tonight. He's put a new song in my mouth. He's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. 
many will see it and fear. Ooh, are you catching this? I, don't, I, I painted you the picture. It's on the canvas. That's where they were. God put a song in their mouth, and all those prisoners, they began to hear it, and they feared. Are you with me tonight? They'll trust in the Lord. The heart of a worshiper is like a flowing, radiant river. It will lift Jesus supreme and high above all afflictions, uncertainties, challenges, setbacks. The secret is the heart of worship. And if you'll stay in the heart of worship, you will easily be able to exercise your authority over the works of the devil. The Word of God says that it was for this cause that Jesus was manifested in the earth, that he would destroy the works of the devil. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason he's building a church is so we go forth and we enforce his victory over all evil. And the way that you can do it to where you're not getting log jammed and clogged up on the inside is you keep that worship flowing in good times, in bad times, in hellish times, in crazy, insane times. You can keep your spiritual equilibrium if you keep your praise on. Are you with me tonight? Psalm 134, verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Are you catching it? See, God puts a new song in your mouth and you lift up your voice. Then you take your hands and you minister to the Lord with your hands. If our spiritual eyes could be open tonight, if we could see the dynamics of what happens from this place, in this city, in this region, when this ecclesia gets together and we begin to lift up our song and we start going forth in the banners of victory and the banners of triumph and the angels that come with the banners of the Lord and what they do in the midst of our praise, we wouldn't hold back anymore. We'd say, give us more of that and let it expand. Give us more of that and let it expand. There was a book many years ago called Beyond the Veil by Alice Smith. Alice Smith wrote this powerful book. God opened her eyes, and this is an anointed imagination. She, God opened her eyes, and she saw it. She saw that when the saints of God were singing, she said colors were shooting out of their mouths and flying and spinning everywhere. And the angels would get so excited, they would be bursting with joy, and they would literally take flight inside of the colors and begin to paint them and spin them and move them. I'm going to say it humbly, but Cody, there's a song of the Lord. There's a song and a sound of heaven that's going to explode out of victory. And to God be the glory. But it's going to be earth shaking. It's going to be earth shaking. The angels are getting involved. This isn't adrenaline stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you right now, since our conference, I can't even believe the warfare I'm walking through. That may not be your story, but I know what's going on right here. This isn't all pomp and circumstances and, you know, pom-poms and high-kicking. That's not what this is. We're talking about it's game on. It's time to win. Are you hearing me? It's time to win. It's time to get an appetite for victory. 
It is time to say, no matter what hell throws at us, no matter what hell throws at us, we are going to prevail over all the works of darkness. And we tap into it by praise and by prayer and by worship through adversity, through pain, through suffering. God, I give it to you, my sacrifice of praise. And this is for you tonight. When you come in here and you're hurting and you're burdened and you're weary, Release your sacrifice of praise and let it become beautiful and let the king get into the mix of it and send his angels and let heavenly activity begin to go and let it flow because it is changing this atmosphere. Uh, folks, my mind, is, my mind is so renewed to it. I've been in this city battling for years but when I stood on that street last night and I listened to that worship pouring out of those streets and what we were decreeing and what we, we, we well, help me talk, God, we were declaring and we were saying, Sarasota, you are a city of revival. Sarasota, you are a city of awakening. Sarasota, you are a city of reformation. You are a city of refuge. It's true. And I know all hell is fighting against it. You don't have Dutch Sheets and John Kilpatrick come here and stand with you and think there's not going to be backlash. I told you earlier, if you're going to deal with the devil, you better be ready for the fierce backlash. This is not some little picnic. This is not you being part of some good little family church. We're going somewhere in God. We're warring. You are a mighty warrior, church. You are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior. I do not care that it looks like a Gideon's army right now. If we've got a Gideon's army, let's go to war, let's fight, and let's win. It's time to win. And our praise is a weapon. Our praise is a weapon. What happens in here? We become, we become a weapon in the hand of the Lord. When we get in here and we get serious, and when we have unity in this place, and we're not letting our minds swirl about everything else in the world. When we get in here and we get locked and loaded in prayer and intercession, and we start flowing in worship, 
we become a weapon in the hand of God. You all all right? I'm all right. Nobody asked me if I was all right. I'm all right. Are you all right? Can I keep preaching? All right, sit down, please, in heavenly places. I, I, I don't get nervous, and I sure don't mind when you jump up and praise the Lord. That's what it's about. Isaiah chapter 24, verse 14. Put it in your notes tonight. They shall lift up their voice. Hey, hey, they shall lift up their voice. You see how many things I do deliberately? Stepping in with our worship. What do I tell you to do? Every man of God, lift up your voice in this house. When I step up, every woman of God, every daughter of Zion, lift up your voice to God. It's scriptural. It's biblical. Are you with me? Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Isaiah goes on. He says, they shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Psalm 47, verse 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice. With the voice of triumph. of warfare. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Listen, maybe I'm just your leader to help you finally find your shout. You better find your shout. You better find your shout. You're not in some silly, dead, religious church. You're in a church that's alive. Come on, Brent. You're in a church of his presence. Find your shout. You find your voice. You find your new song. You find your hands. Lifted up to Jehovah Nisi as banners unto the Lord. Verse 2, for the Lord most high is awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. He's b -b 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 bad. He's bad of the bone. <laughs> He's bad of the bone. He's awesome. 
He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us. The excellence of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. Yeah, that means drink it in. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king. Watch this. Over all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. The people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. That just redeemed what, Sh what Shane said about that silly movie. Hallelujah. The shields of the earth belong to God. How Come on. Say amen tonight. Amen. That was a powerful word. Don't ever watch that movie in Jesus' name. <laughs> Shane's like, I will never watch it again. <laughs> the shields of the earth belong to God. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he is greatly exalted. And this is where we land tonight. This is it. I'm sliding head first in the home base. Psalm 150. If Paul was here tonight, and really he is, he's in the cloud of witnesses. And we are reading the chronicle of Luke's testimony of these true accounts. This really happened. This is not some weird, phony story. This really happened. He would tell you the secret source is in the power. You do not let anything stop your prayer life. And you do not let anything stop your praise. Let nothing stop it. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him in his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent, his most excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. You're welcome, Henry. Praise him with loud symbols, big symbols. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The beauty of the Lord is in this place so powerfully. God is moving amongst us. He's been here all night. And he's here now.
I'm talking to you tonight about the song and the sound of deliverance. The song and the sound of deliverance. Paul would testify God was faithful. Through all the persecutions, he said, and God delivered us. And you've heard me say it before. When you look at all of the biblical accounts of the afflictions Paul went through, he had such audacity to say, God delivered me out of them all. Being beaten with rods, he delivered me. Being stoned, he delivered me. Being shipwrecked, he delivered me. Finally swimming in from shore, being bitten by a serpent. He delivered me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Paul, the, see, the apostles had such another level. Another level. So if you're weary tonight, if you're hard-pressed, if you're beaten, I understand. But praise the Lord. But praise the Lord. Never lose your song. Never lose your hope. Never lose your prayer life, no matter what you go through, no matter what you go through, no matter how bad it hurts, even when it hurts, you go to God and let your gratitude and your thanksgiving flow out of you. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't need, oh, I slid into home base, but I got to say this, you, you don't need everything atmospherically to be right for you to praise God. You don't need Cody's anointed keys. You don't need the heavens aligned. You don't need goosebumps the size of hubcaps to know that God is with you. You have to acknowledge and say, God is with me. You have to, did you hear me? You have to know it. You have to know it. You have to, you have to declare it. It doesn't matter how you feel. Your feelings are so fickle. You got to get over your feelings. You got to know God is with me. God is with me. God is with you. He's with you. He's anointed you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You've got to grab hold of his presence and say, no, 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 no. God is with me. God is with me. I am battered. Sure. You know you're battered. You know you're going through the process. That's why at Victory you can come in here. You don't have to wear a mask to anybody. You don't have to come in the prayer room and wear a mask, you know, and, and do all that. You come in here, and you be who you are, and you let God fill you. You let God take his holy golden oil of the Spirit of God and fill up your lampstand and invigorate you so that you become whole, that you become strong, that you become fortified in your spirit. And you let God do his work in you. And then you go and run with fire. Hallelujah. Woo! I heard you over there, whoever that was. Woo! I must be preaching something. Awesome. Thank you for your word, Lord. Be exalted. Jesus, be exalted. You are awesome, God. You are, you are awesome. You are awesome, God. You are awesome. And as you were with Paul, so are you with us. 
and as you were with Luke, and as you were with Silas, and as you were with Peter, you will be with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. What time is it? What time is it? What is it? 820. 819, 817, 820. Awesome. Let's transition one more time. Amen. Let's transition one more time. Cody, would you come to the keys? Oh, he just said, oh, they don't need it. But I do. I need anointed keys to receive an offering. <laughs> that was funny. Praise God. Why don't we put our Bibles aside? Grab somebody's purse or checkbook next to you. Praise God. Tonight, I want you to give like you've always wanted to give. I want you to give like you've always wanted to give. Go ahead and just take the wallet right next to you tonight. Glory to God. Ah! <laughs> Ushers, would you come tonight? Praise God. If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand high. You can give on our app. Right now, Victory FLA app. You're online tonight. I encourage you, ask the Lord what he would have you to give. All of you, ask the Lord what he would have you to give. You don't have to ask God about giving your tithe. You're supposed to give your tithe. The tithe is not under the law, ladies and gentlemen. The tithe is revelation through Abraham. Hallelujah. Four generations before the law even existed. You don't have to ask God about the tithe. The tithe is right there. Ask the Lord what he, what he would have you give, even far above your tithe. Amen. Grab that purse next to you. That's going to work out tonight. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can give on our website safely and securely. You can give on our app tonight. Those of you online with us, ask the Lord what he would have you to give. I'm so thankful. Brent and I, this church family, we're so grateful for those that sow seed around the country. Folks, people are just so generous. It's just awesome. It's just awesome what God is doing. Honey, I'd like you to come and just stand with me before I pray. Are you doing announcements or is Victoria doing it? Hallelujah. Are you ready to give tonight? Father, we thank you for another opportunity to invest into the advancement of the kingdom of God. We bless the seed. We bless the tithes. We bless the offerings, Lord, in your holy name. And that you would bless your people with abundance. You would bless your people with prosperity. And you would open doors for them. And you would rain down, pour down. Lord, blessings that they cannot even contain. 
that the windows of heaven would just pour out blessings, Lord, that you would rebuke the devourer for your name's sake because you are faithful, God. And we speak opportunities of blessing just shower upon you in Jesus' name. Tonight, Lord, as we stand before you, just as Brent and I stand and we represent the house of victory tonight, a church of your presence. Lord, we thank you and praise you. We praise you because you have a miracle campus for us. You have miracle buildings. You have miracle land. You have a place where we can expand and grow and build on and plant gardens and equip and teach and train. And the house of prayer will explode. The furnace of prayer and worship, the harp and the bowl will explode out of the house. Our worship center will be magnificent. Our worship center will be magnificent. It will be filled with the glory and the fire of the Lord. It will be filled with the fire and the glory of the Lord. People will be able to worship everywhere. They'll be able to dance everywhere. They'll be able to lift up banners and flags and songs. I thank you, God. We praise you and we call in our promise of a miracle campus to your glory, Lord Jesus. And we promise to give you all of the glory. Lord, we promise we will not touch the glory. We will not touch that. You deserve and have the glory and all the praise and all the honor. And we will rejoice. <laughs> we will rejoice. And ushers, go ahead and serve the people. Thank you. Victoria, come. Let's continue just to honor the Holy Spirit. We're going through this because I'm soft right now. Um, but first off, we have a family house fire coming up this Friday. It's going to be a Friendsgiving. So if you're wanting to connect as your family, you have young kids, want to get them connected, please come out. It's this Friday. It's going to be in the Family Life Center at 630. Cody and Sandra will be hosting that and cooking two big turkeys. So if that is getting your taste buds going, you should come and bring a side dish with your family. So um, turkey will be provided. Please bring a side dish to share. And also they're going to be having games. And then if the weather permits, s'mores and a bonfire. On fire. So again, if you want to come to that, please RSVP by texting or calling the church and giving us your family's name so that we can have that prepared for you. Sound good? Um, also, next Sunday, the Conways are having a house fire at 2 p.m. You guys know the drill. Go to the website, go to the app, and you'll see the information on there on how to RSVP for that event. Also, S'more Lord is coming up. Who remembers S'more Lord? Come on. S'more Lord is so fun. And for all those who have not raised their hand and don't know what it is, S'more Lord is our gathering that we do out in the courtyard. Um, usually it's really cold, hopefully in the 50s, 60s. Let's pray it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but S'more Lord, we're going to be doing it in the courtyard. We just worship. Dad brings the word again. Just basically service outside. But at the end, we do s'mores, just family time and really getting connected 
to connect. And um, if you want to come to that, please bring a side dish as well. It's kind of more like a potluck style. We'll do dinner afterward. So please come to that if you are interested and invite your friends. Also, voter guides. Voting is super soon. Everybody should know in here, have their heads screwed on properly. November 8th. Yeah, come on. Hello. <laughs> so November 8th, voting. Please be ready and prepared for that. There are voter guides for Manatee and Sarasota County. It's a week and a half away. So please mark your calendars. It is a Tuesday. So know where you're voting. Make sure you're registered, so on and so forth. Um, so go to the info table, Manatee, Sarasota County, and there is ones for judges, too, that we're voting on as well. So you will see that at the info table. And last but not least, hurricane relief applications. For any people here that had damage to their home or know of people, we are taking applications. Um, you can find that at the book table, just seeing if there's anything else. Yeah, so fill it out at the book table. Please turn in at the book table as well so that we can help you with your needs, process you through, give you benevolence, or however we can help you. Sound good? Awesome. All right, here is Dad. So good. If our, if our prayer team would just begin to prepare themselves tonight, we want to open the altars for any of you that need prayer tonight. Lord, tonight we pray and we decree the release of miracles and healings and breakthrough in this altar. Holy Spirit, flow through these altars tonight. Release words of life and empowerment tonight, victories tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. I'd like our team to come. We want to minister to you tonight. If you, for any reason you need prayer tonight, we want to agree with you. And we bless you. Have a miracle week. Those of you online, have a miracle, miracle week. I love you, church. Brent and I, we bless you. We love you. Amen. May God's face shine upon you this week. Amen. Good night.